Guess it's time again for Buddy Martin. Call him up and tell him what you're thinking. But be kind because he's doing the best he can. Better. Stronger. Faster. Mama says that alligators are ornery because they got all them teeth but no toothbrush. Big game Saturday. Can I just say it? Yahoo! Been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. When's the last time we had this feeling? It's been a while. I'm so happy to be with you today, as it says up here. Football Friday, big game Saturday. Great looking shirts. More about that in a moment. And on the program today, we are stacked with talents. We got them all here. I don't have time for everybody. I may have to go overtime here today. Is that okay? Can we go overtime on football Friday? Big game Saturday? I'm sorry, folks. If you can't get stoked for this one, don't come crying to me. All right? I don't want to hear about it. This is what we live for. Maybe once every three or four years later. It used to be once a season, maybe twice. How long has it been since our thirst has been quenched? Now, I don't know what will happen Saturday. We've got some people on today who will maybe tell us about that. But for me right now, this is what I live for. This is what I live for. And you, you should be feeling the same way. Coming up in just a few minutes, we'll do our card, our weekly card. Am I shouting? I feel like I'm shouting. Uh, well, I'm sorry. A little bit over the top this morning. I got my card, got my card, got my picks, my picks. Despite some of the rumors that people say things about me, Fred Lamp, talking about stuff, uh, I'm doing pretty good on Friday, so I'm winning, you know, $2,000 on my bets. Mythical? Don't bet. But I'm winning it. Now, the quarterback club thing, which we do a little more for fun, that's just a little joke. But that's okay. I'll take it. And Joe Williams... The, the football-picking meister, the machine, the guy who was noted in Denver for his blue plate specials. Joe will join us at his usual Friday annoying self where we'll be able to talk about his picks. And i got a little bad news for Joe and our, our stats right now. But we'll see. We'll give him a He's a good picker. I will say that. Do you like to pick football games? I like to pick them. Not necessarily for money, but I like to pick them. Uh, and uh, so get your card out. Get ready. We'll do some picks. I'll say before we get into the next, uh, we got Paul Feinbaum coming up here. He's in the swamp. He's uh, he's there on campus right now, and we're going to hook up with him in about what is it? Oh, maybe forty minutes. Uh, coming in uh, in after Joe. Uh, also, we've got Terry Bradshaw segment. It's a really good one, by the way. We recorded earlier a little bit of pro football, but also about college football. And he is ticked off about something. He's ticked off. You'll hear from Terry. 
Um, gosh, I couldn't get everything in. France Beard, the Iron Duke will be here. I, I just don't think, and I had other interviews I couldn't get in today. It's just too much. It's football Friday. It's big game Saturday. It's too big. Anyway, I digress. Uh, let me just say good morning to John Phillips, Linda Lore, uh, Robert Dotson, Daniel Smith, Mike Rideout. Yeah, I like it. I like him. I'm going to post it. Mike, Mark Rideout. He's got it all figured out here. Uh, yeah, we'll get you back up there. Mark Rideout is right. This is what it's about, baby. This is what it's about. Yeah. There you go. Football Friday. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. Like that post. Also, Kyle, good morning to you. You got jitters, he says. Sold out swamp. Positive vibes. That's a good thing, Kyle. That's a good thing. Good morning, Nat Blaylock. Hardest working man in show business. He's trying to put together this little meet and greet. Maybe he'll be able to tell us um, a little more about that. Uh, so, Roger Burns over in Ninbo, China. He's feeling the vibe, baby. Look at him. Roger. Big game is correct. Officially sold out per Lynn. Yes, that's correct. Lynn's always on top of that. Uh, yeah, and and, and 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 I'm pumped too, Mark. First sellout since 2015. There's no reason why the Swamp should not be sold out for games like this. I'm sorry. You know, whatever the case may be. I know people who want tickets. So let's hope. This is the beginning of something good, all right? Uh, Jim Harris, yeah, you're right. It's almost getter time, buddy. Um, let's see. Good morning, Jake. Good morning, Mark. Uh, regarding a tailgate, I don't know about any tailgates. That's not my department. That was one that was done by somebody else. But we are trying to put together a small meet and greet of a few people, of which people are welcome. And I'm counting on that. I believe he's told me it's, a, it's just a tent. And so people bring in their own food. This is not expensive. We don't charge you. We don't have parking. We don't try to do all that. This is just a bunch of people in GNK who want to meet and greet. I'm not in charge of it. I will be there. The Crown Prince and I will be there. Uh, and it's a, I think it's, it's the South Lawn of the Rights Union. Nat worked his tail off yesterday. He and other guys, including... Um, uh, Chad Rich is always working on something for GNK. Uh, thank you, Chad. Love you, bub. Uh, and then uh, Gantz Coke is there. And uh, I know Krista Cubas is just coming back from out of town. They're putting together some stuff. They're cooking some meat. You know, bring your own stuff. I'm bringing mine. And uh, just going to hang out there on the, on, the, on the South Rights Union. I'll get more directions hopefully here soon. Uh, stay tuned to the page, by the way, GNK page uh, and the GNK Elite page for people who want to know that. All right. I wish I could tell you more. Um, that's why we know about that. Uh, we have people who are no longer handling tailgates, so it's not our deal. Anyway, we're just here to support it. Okay, uh, yeah, we're all excited about that. So let me just say this. You like Chauncey Gardner-Johnson? Do you like him? Okay. Uh, I said when I went up and interviewed him that I thought he was my new favorite Gator player to interview. I liked how he responded, how he acted, what he said. Uh, and it just so happens that our friend, our good friend Tony of All Florida Sportswear, has be friends with Chauncey Gardner Johnson's mom, Del or Del John. She has her own, by the way. She has her own <clears throat> uh, YouTube deal, YouTube channel. And last night she put on one of those new blue <clears throat> shirts. 
Tim Tebow shirts and said, this is for me. And then Tony announces, unbeknownst to me, a $10 discount. I think the shirts cost 30 So he's knocking it down $10 for the promo code BLSU. I mean, I'm just finding this out like you are, folks. I'm sorry. I'm not actually installing the shirts. I'm just telling you about a good deal. Uh, and this is what uh, Dell, my, my new favorite mom, by the way, of the Gator players, this is what Deltron, you can go on YouTube and see her show, by the way. I think it's called The Helmet Chronicles. I have to get coached up on this. And this is what she put together last night. And here she is, if I can find this, in the new Blue Out Circle 15. Hello, all of my Florida Gator supporters, followers, friends, and families. Listen, my friends, Tony Baker and Ashley Knight that owns allfloridasportswear.com selling Ring of Fire t-shirts so that we can blue out the swamp on Saturday. Obviously, the shirts are in honor of the team along with Tim Tebow who won the national championships at the swamp. They will be in the house on Saturday along with the owners of allfloridasportswear.com selling these nice, comfortable shirts. Listen, if you don't have your blue shirt, even if you do have your blue shirt, who cares? Go online, allfloridasportswear.com, promo code BLSU for a $10 discount to get you a nice ring of honor shirt. So, as you can see on the front here, it says, uh-oh, Gator Nation Kingdom on the front here and on the back. Pumpkin, what does it say? Gator Nation Kingdom. Gator Nation Kingdom. So, if you want to blue out the swamp with us on Saturday, go on to allfloridasportswear.com, promo code BLSU, because that's what we're going to do. $10 off. Ashley and Tony will be on campus on Saturday selling the shirts. So, if you want the shirt delivered to you on Saturday, that is perfectly fine. You can hit my DM up, or you can hit Ashley Knight or Tony Baker up on allfloridasportswear.com. Let them know that you're there, they will give you their location and you can pick up your shirt from them. Or if you will not be at the game on Saturday, perfectly fine. You can still get you a shirt. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hit that off. But there you go. There's details. There's news for you right there on the shirt. So that's a good thing. Good long run. I'm, I'm psyched about that. The mailman or UPS mail, whatever, is supposed to be knocking on my door any minute to deliver mine. I would hope to have it today, but... Uh, don't yet, and Tony's going to personally deliver this baby. So that's all good. Uh, Joe Williams coming up in just a minute. I want to tell you about a couple of other things. Let's go ahead and see if we can get dial in some of our friends here and hear from them. Okay, let's see. We're going to see if we can work the magic this morning. Football Friday, good stuff. Coming up, Joe Williams, get your cards out. We're going to be doing some picks. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, you got the information there. Uh, you can also check out uh, com for more information on that. Uh, let's see here. I want to get in my peeps uh, and see if I can get this started right this morning. Uh, always good to hear from Daniel L. Hightower, uh, our good friend and our sponsor and a guy who is a gator through and through. Uh, he's excited, too. No one ever plans a car accident. Having a plan after you've been in one, however, can make a world of difference. Daniel L. Hightower has been fighting for accident victim justice in Ocala and statewide since 1976. After meeting with Dan and his team, you'll know your case matters, that you matter, and that Dan will fight hard to get you just results. If you've been severely injured through no fault of your own by a careless or reckless driver, you need Daniel L. Hightower.
76. Oh, boy. Tonight's night. Oh, look at that. I'm going to be eating me some good chow tonight. Mark's Prime Steakhouse and Seafood. They're sold out. They always are. Usually the visiting, I guarantee you the people from Louisiana will be here tonight. They usually show up on the visiting team. They stay in Ocala, and I guarantee you there's going to be a whole bunch of tigers down there tonight. I'll be there amongst them. I'm going to order me some good steaks and uh and, and some good uh, sautéed spinach and have myself a little bottle of wine. Looking forward to it. I'm going to have a little libation with my good friend Angie there a little earlier. So looking forward to a big weekend. Starting it off right, Mark's Prime, Takehouse and Seafood. Uh, you can contact them. Uh, probably don't try to go tonight, but other times in Gainesville, just go to call 352-336-0077. Ocala. 352-402-0097, complimentary valet parking. Uh, com is the location. Remember, it's a unique dining experience at Mark's Prime Steakhouse and seafood. All right, it's getting that time. It's getting that time to do the picks. I don't know. I'm having a hard time with this Florida LSU game because I really believe the Gators are on their way up, but I'm trying to be honest to my really to myself and how I feel about it. And uh, the line is as low as as as, um, as, uh, as one to one and a half, uh, which is dropped from three and a half. So consequently, well, uh, you know what to do. You have to look. It looks like sounds like Joe Williams is not available at the moment. So we will step aside here. What we're going to do. Thank you, Joe. Uh, I hear you. We'll have to try him later. Uh, so. Uh, we got plenty to do today, and we'll catch up with Joe later. I got my picks on my card. We'll share them with you a little bit later on if we can. Uh, and uh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, uh, I've got France beer coming up in just a moment. I'm going to go ahead, and I know you're all excited about Gator football and all that, and I am too. But just while we do this, we're going to go ahead and hear from our friend Terry Bradshaw over the weekend. Uh, we t- over the, During the week, we talked to Terry, and he's all psyched about this. Too. We played a bite earlier about that. And this is Terry talking about it. He's ticked off about people down in Tampa Bay and the Bucks. what's going on. He thinks they should not have benched the quarterback in favor of Winston. It takes a while to build momentum. And you just want to hang in there while you're building and you're building. And players' confidence changes week to week, week to week, week to week, week to week. And as they win and they win and they overcome this, overcome close games, and then if you're an elite team and you've got the talent, then it start, boy, they start smelling. And when they start smelling it, these players turn it up a notch. You ask yourself the question, why don't they turn it up a notch during the season? I've often said to myself, you have a 16-game season. If I was a coach, I'd say to my players, can you not give me 16 great days out of 365 Mm -hmm. That's all I'm asking. Doesn't seem like too much. Yeah. Nope. Practice is easy. Studying is easy. You're home early. You've got nothing to do. You show up late in the morning. It's a pretty good life, but for millions of dollars. Mm. Can you not give me 16 great days? And that's all I'm asking. And if a player would look at it, it's like, I'm bust my ass for 16 days. And 16 might lead to 19. If we get to 19... We're in the Super Bowl. Yeah. How about that? It's very good. <clears throat> All right, so what's going to happen to Jameis Winston? I know you're rooting obviously for Ryan. That, obviously, that you were not impressed. 
No, I thought it was very good. I was fired up. Oh, I got my helmet good. on. Very good. I'm very down to a three-point stance. I'm ready to go. What else can I do? You can't see me. Oh, I'm yeah, fired up. Point stance. All right. Yeah. All right. I was trying to get right. to your story now, about Ryan okay. Fitzpatrick, your guy. Well, I feel not you know, happy about that. I know you're not. What happened to him? Yeah. He just had a meltdown. The whole team had a meltdown. He yeah. didn't have a meltdown. Yeah. That team had a meltdown. Yeah. I mean, how do you go in Chicago after? Oh my gosh! Even a close game to Pittsburgh and play like they played. Are you kidding? Me? It was over in the first quarter. Oh, it was a joke. So they benched the quarterback, whom they forgot about how well he played mm. in the comeback against Pittsburgh. Yeah. And and their yeah. efforts, they couldn't wait to rush Jameis Winston in. He who had been suspended for three games, or, or you know whatever. So. And I feel bad for Ryan Fitzpatrick. He deserves better than this. And I think he should have come out in the mm. second half. He should have played the third quarter. And if you wanted to put the other kid in after that, it didn't get any better. Fine. But Ryan should have started this week. Mm. But they gave up on it so quick. I got to tell you, I'm going to flat tell you how I feel right now. Go ahead, I don't give a Go rat's on. ass. I don't give a rat's ass how they play this week. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm seriously do not like the way they handled this. You know, I understand a coach is, is uh, saying last week they ought to fire everybody, including me. Well, hell, fire him. <laughs> I mean, get rid of him. He thinks he's going to get fired. Get rid of his ass. Send him on down the road. But to you take are. a kid that has played so well for you, I mean, three straight 400-yard passing games. Yeah. And, I mean, he's a love. Of the NFL. It was a great story. It was a really nice story. It oh, made you feel good, you know? Everybody's going, well, that's his history. No, it's not his history. He's always played on bad football teams. Maybe he's playing on another one that's really bad. He was a great story, and I think he had yeah, a he lot was. of fans in that locker room. So Jameis gets his job back, hmm. you know? I don't, I mean, really, not happy, buddy. You think, you think Fitzpatrick will ever play again for the Bucks? You're done. Now, let me tell you what. They're so eager to pay this kid a new contract and give him millions of dollars. Hmm. You know what? So be it. You're not you happy. You're not happy. I wouldn't have done it. No. I wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't. Now, character not to me. And okay. this kid, this kid is pretty good at saying all the right things in front of a microphone hmm. and everything. All the other crap that happened in the offseason. Well, it's not good. Makes me. Yeah, it's just not, not good. Not good. Kind of tells me a little bit more about it. Mm-hmm. When he's in a structured environment, you know, maybe right. it's a different story. Right, right. But I'm real. This isn't about Jameis. I'm, I've met Jameis. I like Jameis, but did I really meet the real Jameis? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, maybe that's just how. Maybe that's just how he is. Mm. But Fitzpatrick, I never met. He's the guy I want to meet, and I just think he got. He got screwed. Just sad. It was great. They, they were wearing beards in the stands, you know. It was just a oh, little good, good vibe. Stand, yeah. he wore the, all the chains around his yeah. neck, and then they say, hey, wait a minute. My ass is losing, and I'm going to get fired as the head coach. Let me put the young kid in there, and uh, I'm like, okay, fine. Do what you deserve. See you later. <laughs> all right, TB, before you get too mad, let me get just a couple of games that you want to watch this weekend. Pretty good game there coming up. I guess right. Minnesota and Philadelphia, right, may, might be a – might be one of the top games, right? Philadelphia favored by three against the Vikings, uh, and you'll probably have right. that game. Give me your take on on that or any other game you think that. Well, uh, I like, well, Phil, I was surprised that uh, 
Minnesota got exposed by a real complicated offense, mm. but they did expose the Rams' defense. I thought Cousins threw some phenomenal touchdown passes, just mm. phenomenal. Rainbow balls, dropped them right in. And Philadelphia, their defense was surprised. I didn't, I'm a surprise. They'll play better at home. They'll feed off the energy of the crowd. And the quarterback is, Wentz is playing really good. And, uh, so I think Philadelphia will give Minnesota another, another loss, just like they did in the championship game. Uh-huh. Well, that in Jacksonville, Kansas City get my attention. There may be Woo! one or two others that you like. I don't know how you yeah. feel about, uh, I'm not too excited about Atlanta, Pittsburgh. Are you? No, not really. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, I don't uh, think, I think, uh, I don't Atlanta's a lot like Pittsburgh. They got no defense. And, uh, I don't see how you shut down Ben Roethlisberger and that bunch at home. So mm-hmm. I would pick Pittsburgh mm-hmm. in, a, in a high-scoring game over Atlanta. Okay. Minnesota also would be well, – I got the hiccups. Minnesota also be probably a 30-28, mm-hmm. 30-24, somewhat. Something like that. Yeah, and then, and then maybe maybe I don't know about uh, Dallas Houston a couple of times. <laughs> well, you won't be here. <laughs> oh, oh, oh my God! That was that first. Oh, that is not funny, buddy. That, that is not funny. Listen, well, dude, we're just it, we're just lucky you were walking around, huh? Yeah. Just like you're out here right. walking around still. I'm thankful for every right. every second of every day. you got to go now. I know. Tammy wants you to go and stop talking. No, I don't have to go, but this show's pretty boring, so I'm hanging up anyway. <laughs> it is boring. If you make it a little lively, if you do well, be a little more lively. Live. It used to be we would sing, cut up, tell jokes. Well, I'm ready. So Let's do strict. it. Let's, Let's oh, go. Oh, no, you're not ready. I mean, you're, you're, the, you're the headmaster here. <laughs> And right now, okay. It's how about this one? Florida Gators. Okay, let me give you this one then. All right, big big boy. I read from TMZ. What? Terry Bradshaw aces pronunciation of pneumococcal pneumonia for new campaign. I knocked it out of the park. What's that all about? I, yeah, pneumococcal pneumonia. Yeah, TMZ yeah. said that. Yeah, well, I'm doing a pneumococcal pneumonia awareness spot. Yeah, for Merck Industries. Yeah. How long did it take you to yeah, do it? I, to learn it first time. Pneumococcal? No, yeah. How, Look, how long did it take you to learn the whole thing? I knocked it out of the park. I just had a pneumococcal shot before yeah. I even did this, even got the commercial. I was all over the commercial. Okay. And the spot, the spot is just dead on funny. Now, I am retaining a little fluid, so I'm a little big <laughs> in the spot, but my wife's got me on a really good uh, diuretic. Oh yeah, and I'm down. I'm down now to 280. I'm oh. so happy. All right, come on, bring it, that boy. I'm good. Yeah, I'm bringing it. Uh, hey, by the way, remember Terry? Speaking of knocking it out of the park, when you used to do those yeah. reads, uh, reads at CBS, we put a dollar up on the counter and said, "Can you do it in one?" Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> How much money did I lose? No, you, you did pretty good, O'Brien. Uh, O'Brien, oh, you put God. a dollar up. I put a dollar those up. Things are horrible. Yeah, but that's. You, that's that's petrifying reading those uh, reading those uh, prompters. Yeah, that's been, sitting there leaning. It's been in. thirty years ago too. Rant here about uh, Tampa. Uh, we uh, scheduled Joe Williams. 
Joe Williams to do picks. He's not available, so we want to throw it on there for you. we got plenty to talk about. By the way, just my friend Matt Wardell, my new partner, my new show, Buddy Martin Show, from live at the Riley Arts Center. Boy, is it going to be fun. Uh, he's a Jags fan, all right? And uh, there was a comment there about Terry I couldn't get to. I wanted to tell you he think, likes the Jags' chances against Kansas City with three points. Tough game. Good morning to you, Matthew. Who's that pretty lady? And congratulations to Matt and Pam who got engaged last week. So, yeah, tomorrow's game is going to be awesome. Uh, and some of you will be there and hope you will come by if you do. A um, couple people are having phone problems. A couple people are not able to. Roger over in Ninbo, China is ticked off because <clears throat> uh, the uh, he's having problems with his Internet. Roger, good luck to you out there, buddy. We'll keep you informed, all right? Uh, we're going to go ahead and call the crown, I mean, excuse me, the crown prince, the, the Iron Duke here, and see if we can get a hold of him and get his take on things. And coming up at 45, uh, Paul Feinbaum joins us after this guy, but this guy is a regular. He's Mr. Basketball. He's also pretty good on football, I might add. And I just got a feeling that the Iron Duke is a little bit fired up about this weekend. <laughs> Ten years ago, kind of special to us, we were there when it all happened. Many of you were as well. And uh, so we're reminiscing 10 years ago, back in the day when uh, Florida had lots of big games, but France Beard, finally a big game. Oh, yes. And and lest we forget, 11 years ago was the jump pass game. Yes. You know, uh, excuse me, 12 years ago was the jump pass game at the mm-hmm. swamp. Florida won that one 23-10, team Tim Tebow to take Casey and, and probably as memorable a play as Tebow had during his career. Uh, people still talk about that jump pass. But, yeah, this is a typical Florida LSU. It is. It has lots of uh, implications that go far beyond just what will happen Saturday afternoon. Yeah, and uh, I noticed I read a story that uh, Tim did an interview with uh, the Sporting News. He said he pumped it about 17 times before he threw it. <laughs> I thought it was really cool that uh, that Hevesy, I'm assuming not Hevesy, not Hevesy, although he's involved in it, that Dan Mullen made a choice to throw that play. Now, you can say what you want to about it, but you and I know it was kind of an honor of his quarterback, Tim Tebow, in that first game for a touchdown. Uh, it was really cool that he did that. And look, this is part of what we do here. Legacy is important. And now, first time in a while, we've had big game number five. LSU had a good talk last night with Matt Moscona from ESPN, Baton Rouge, and New Orleans talking about some of these players. And LSU is loaded on defense. Uh, he is, he is, I always, already thought they got two really terrific players in, in Grant Dalpit uh, and, uh, and Greedy Williams, among others. And then Devin Williams is the best linebacker in the country, according to some. But he raved about Delpit. And I think Delpit's a big game player, a guy you got to keep your eye on. And most of all, Felipe Franks, keep your eye on that guy, right, friends? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, that's why I think uh, I, I wrote about it this morning. I think that Florida is going to go with a very, very conservative game plan. Um, I look here's what I look for, buddy. I look for a game that's thirty to thirty three points. Last year was a seventeen sixteen uh, LSU win. Uh, I, I look for a, a game in that range, thirty thirty three points tops. You know, maybe seventeen thirteen, seventeen sixteen. 
something like 1914, something like that. Uh, but here's what I expect. I expect Mullen to go very conservative and set up LSU for a couple of big plays. That's what I expect. Mullen is Mullen is, a, is an exceptional big game coach, and I think that what he's going to do is he's got he's going to have a plan to pick on somebody and set them up, and at just the right moment, he will have he will have baited that person into a mistake, and and he's going to turn it into a big play. Maybe maybe one of those tunnel screens where he's going to he's going to notice that corner keep creeping up creeping up creeping up and that corner thinks he's going to jump around and you're going to see a pump fake and then flip it over his head or something like that i i just think that that mullen is is going to have the play ready that's going to negate what lsu does best and, and it's going to be the difference in the ball game yeah <clears throat> all right so so how does it play out i mean one thing I do like, and I talk about this to show during the week, and you, you and I might even discuss this some on, on Monday. Here's what I, here's why I would lean toward Florida, although I've not made that pick yet. And all, in all honesty, I can't pull that trigger yet. I just, I'll, I'll probably this afternoon make up my mind. Remember, I was the guy in uh, Arizona at the national championship game. After you told me all week Florida's going to win, I said, no, I'm picking Ohio State. They got up at 2 o'clock in the morning, woke up, went to my computer, and posted my prediction on Florida winning the game. Because I've been known to be wishy-washy to the last second. <laughs> so, uh, and I and I really my go with my gut here. And right now I'm kind of stuck because I'm stuck on that one or two points. Um, Maybe not that, but I guess got a feeling that game. And in, in any kind of points with Florida over a point, uh, if I'm a gambler, I'm going to go with Florida. Dead even is a tough one for Florida. I haven't been able to pull the trigger. But if I did, and I want you to comment on this, if I did, I like the edge Florida has in the coaching department. Uh, I know LSU's got a new uh, offensive coordinator that's you know doing okay. Uh, I'm not a big fan, obviously, of Orgeron in terms of he's a defensive coach. Uh, and LSU, one thing about Les Miles, he always had something up his sleeve, as you know. I think Dan Mullen's got something up his sleeve besides Kodak Black, that pass. Uh, and I like how both offensive coordinators, and I think Mullen is the offensive coordinator, uh, and, of course, Todd Grantham, how they have found these people and put them on the field at just the right time, the right place, and pulled the trigger a la Donovan Snyder last week on the sack. Now you're going to see a guy named Sean Davis in the secondary. You haven't heard much about uh, the edge rushers could have a – they probably won't have a big day because I think that you'll see Burrow getting rid of the ball in a hurry. But they're getting some power on the edge right now. Zaniga obviously won. They're good defensively. I like – obviously I'm a big fan of, of, um, of, of the linebackers in the situation. But, but here's the deal. I think there will be a timely moment in this game where some play and some coaching strategy will impact the outcome. And if that's the case, I think Florida wins. Well, uh, I've, I've been going – I've gone with Florida to win this one all week for, for a couple of reasons. First and foremost, I think that Todd Grantham has everybody on the same page. And, and we've seen a defense that's like 
step by step by step, you know, getting better. You don't see the blown assignments. You see, you see guys who know their jobs and get their jobs done. And I think the key to this improving defense has been the return of David Reese in the middle because he's that guy. He's Florida's traffic cop. He's Florida's Brandon Siler, the guy that makes sure that everybody knows where they're going, what they're doing, and why they're doing it. And you got to have that traffic cop on on a great defense. You got to have that one guy that everybody looks to, and he says, you, you know, and he's moving people around and so forth like that, making the right calls, etc. The second reason I like Florida is this, and you just kind of hit a nail on the head with one thing, and that is Dan Mullen. I think that Dan Mullen, in a lot of ways, uh, channels his inner less miles, and that he has he has big game. He has that that moment in big games, like last week with Kodak with the Kodak black play, uh, like in 2006 with the with the Tebow jump pass, etc., like that. And you got to remember, in 2007, uh, was it in 2007? Or was, oh, excuse me, it was in 2006, the Alabama game. He did something that nobody expected. He called a running play for Chris Leak, and Chris Leak ran 50-something yards, the biggest gain of his career, caught everybody flat-footed, and he had totally set up Alabama for that. And that was in a very, very big win also. So Dan's got a, a, a habit of setting teams up, setting up defenses, and then unleashing something uh, that at just the right moment. I think that's what he's going to do here. I think Florida's. Uh, I think it's going to be a very close ball game. I think it's going to be a game in which Florida, Florida's success has got to be getting the getting that edge rush off because LSU's offensive line is very very beat up they've got to get that edge rush and they got to make sure that 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 the blitzes that Grantham calls are not predictable blitzes if you're if you get predictable with blitzes the other team picks it up every time but when you don't know where it's coming from and it's a different place and a different player just about every time it's extraordinarily hard to defend and, and Florida has got to Florida needs to get in Joe Burrow's head in a very big way early. And by the way, have you seen that it, in Baton Rouge now, it's called J-E-A-U-X, Joe Burrow, B-U-R-R-E-A-U-X. That's, that's cool. I like that, yeah. yeah. That's, that's cool. the LSU quarterback now. Is, yeah. Well, Mr. Burrow may have to find a Burrow if those defense are bad. I mean, they're going to make – I don't think the LSU can beat Florida with a running game, with a gun in the running game. I don't think they'll, they'll have to throw the football. And if he tries to throw in that area, I mean, Chauncey Gardner is playing top of his game right now. <clears throat> uh, CJ Henderson is really good. And they're starting to really talk up some of these defensive backs in there who, who are young. You haven't heard of them. Uh, and I love, I really do like Grantham's Steve, as you point out, firing those safeties, firing those, those corners. Um, uh, obviously, uh, uh, the quarterback play has been, uh, quarterback, excuse me, the linebacker play has been very good. Uh, so, so I, I think it's going to be fun. I think defense can win this game for Florida. It, it, you just, this is that thing we say every week, friends, but it's so true. Cannot 
have your quarterback throwing into coverage. That scares me a little bit because you can't be off this much of these guys. They'll take it back all the way. So if you can get Frank's focus, not aim the ball, get some receivers open, which, by the way, is important. And I do like what somebody said online here earlier this week, Len Tillman, who's a good football man, talking about the tight end over the middle. I mean, there's a couple of tight ends now, Crow and Pitt, who are starting to impress me. So I think there will be some new blood, some new players will factor in. Every game, Mullen has come up with somebody you really haven't heard about before, sort of. I think this is their hope. Now, is LSU the real deal? I'm not buying them as the number five team in the country. They're probably a top ten, but maybe they'll prove me wrong. So my gut is right now things are going Florida's way. It's a big game. I know, friends, we talk about big games. we got the flyover. we got the SEC Nation here. we got the blue out. All the accoutrements, as they say, of the big game. But you and I know that the big game is when you step in that press box or you step on that field or you go to the stands, you feel it in your bones. Right now, I'm thinking I'm going to be feeling it, friends. How about you? Oh, it's going to be an electricity game. There's no question about it. Uh, you know, uh, and we, we've had some games like that with LSU. Uh, you know, we were there in 2007. For what example, a football game. When the Gators lost that game 27, I mean, 28-24. And before the ball game, there were 150,000 people outside the stadium who couldn't get in, who didn't have tickets. Friends, I know. I was pinned against the stadium for the Tiger Walk. I could not get in. Had to come in the back door of the locker room to get in. So yeah, I mean it was it was scary. Yeah, right. But yeah, but but you know something? From the moment we got in that stadium, you could uh, I mean you could feel the electricity outside the stadium, and when you got in, it made what had what it what we had felt outside the stadium. It, it was like you know it, it it was nothing compared to what was in the stadium. When they drove the tiger around, for example, you know, inside the press box, it, I mean, you couldn't hear, you know, you're sitting beside me and we're talking and, and, and I see your lips moving and I can't hear a word you're saying because it is so loud in that stadium. And, and Florida LSU brings out these moments. Buddy, if this game were at night in Baton Rouge, I would say, I would take LSU 99 yeah. times out of one. You're right. That's a good point. This, year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. this game is an afternoon game in the swamp. Sold out. Sold out. Ring of Honor game for Tim Tebow. He gets inducted into the Ring of Honor. About the only thing he hasn't gotten there. He's got a plaque on the wall. He's got a state statue outside the stadium. He's got bricks in the walk in front of the Hebner football complex. About the only thing we don't have for Tim is is that uh, I mean for for Tim it, it is the Ring of Honor and that's going to be Saturday and it's just so appropriate that it's against LSU because that 2007 game is the only game he lost in 2008 in the national championship season Florida uh, I think if, if I'm, my memory serves me correct Florida won that game 51 to 21 and that was a game in which uh, I remember that because Brandon Spikes 
ran back a couple of interceptions for touchdowns in that game, and on the second one, he punted the ball into the, mm-hmm. <laughs> into the stands. One of one of, of the lasting memories I have of Brandon Spikes. Yeah. So this is a game that just it brings out the best in everybody, fans, the players, the coaches. I think that this is, as I said, at home, it's a Gator game. If this game were in in Baton Rouge, I would take LSU. And just like I will take LSU next week, playing at home against Georgia. In Tiger Stadium, this is a different ball club, and they will intimidate somebody. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, anyway, uh, it's got all, as I said, the accoutrements of the big game. Excited about that. And uh, uh, very, very uh, fun to have. Do you have any thoughts on the pick right now? I like Florida. I like Florida. You're taking a point and a half? <clears throat> oh, I think Florida wins at something like 17 to 13. So straight up, you're taking Florida. Yeah. As, as long as you're here and I don't have my other Joe Williams picks, I'll just give you two two games real fast to pick. Then i got to go. <clears throat> Uh, Oklahoma, Texas. Texas gets eight points. A game is in uh, in Norman. <clears throat> Who do you like? Uh, this game's in Dallas, and Dallas. I'm uh, uh, Like it always is, yeah. and I think Oklahoma wins by a couple of touchdowns. I got Texas there in the Red River Shootout game. I went to one time in Dallas with the State Fair next door. Uh, let's take Texas A&M, Kentucky. Very interesting. Kentucky gets five and a half points. I like those five and a half points. Um, close ball game. I'm taking the Aggies to bring Kentucky back down to earth. I think this is Jimbo's. Jimbo has uh, just about beat Clemson at home, and this is a home game. And, and the Aggies are different at home than they are on the road. I, I think forget that game at Alabama. Everybody's going to get blown out by Alabama, particularly in Tuscaloosa. This game is in at Kyle Field. I, I like the Aggies to uh, to win it. All right. And final one for France Beard. <clears throat> uh, this is outside the conference, a game of somewhat of interest. There's only the, a few games there. Stanford, Utah. Love is maybe not playing the game. Utah gets five points in this game. I think the game's in Palo Alto. Uh, Stanford probably is going to win that. Uh, I don't think this is a particularly strong Utah team. They play really good defense, which is typical of Kyle Whittingham team. Uh, Stanford's going to win it, but the Pac-12's been exposed, buddy. It's it's the best team in the in the Pac-12 is Washington, and Washington would be a seven-five team in the SEC. All right, friends, I got 25 seconds to talk basketball. So big news with Mike White. We do more and more of that with Mr. Basketball, uh, Franz Beard. Uh, give me the news on uh, the basketball program. Well, uh, Florida's recruiting class, 24-7 sports, has Florida's recruiting class ranked second nationally wow. right now. Wow. Because of, you have five-star point guard Trey Mann. You have five-star wing Scotty Lewis, who is – He's a, he is an above-the-rim player, and he chose Florida over the likes of Kentucky and Duke. I mean, big-time player. And Omar Payne, who is a he's, – he's listed at 6'8", but he's going to play 6'11". He is a 6'8", 215-pound kid, and he's going to benefit this year by playing for Kevin Boyle at Montbird Academy. So his game is going to be very, very polished, and he's going to be game-ready when he gets to Florida. Um, it, 
Mike White has turned. Mike White, everybody knows, can coach. I got 15 seconds, France. Everybody knows he can coach. Now he's showing that he can compete with the big boys on the recruiting trail. Florida basketball is heading in a really, really good direction. Good stuff, Iron Duke. Appreciate it, buddy. I'll talk to you this weekend. Maybe we may even do a show tomorrow night. We'll see what happens. All right? Take care. Rance Beard checking in on the Iron Duke is giving us a report of what's going on there. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> we're going to get back and see if we can get a, get our friend Paul Feinbaum on the show here. We'll hang up. Friends, you go ahead and hang up there. Appreciate that. <clears throat> and we will uh, move forward on our program here. There's the information on the shirts if you need it. Paul Feinbaum is live right now in um, – is going to be live there this afternoon, and uh, we will be uh, talking to Paul as he's just coming off an interview. <clears throat> and um, boy, gotta catch my breath here. It's a lot going on today. Uh, all good, by the way. Big game, big game, big game. Love that. Uh, we all live for these moments, and uh, we're going to go over time a little bit probably today uh, because we got so much going on <clears throat> with uh, <clears throat> everything that's happening. So. Uh, Let's see if we can get Mr. Feinbaum. I'll ask him the question you wanted me to ask. <clears throat> see if he's willing, excuse me, willing to, to address that. So, uh, meanwhile, uh, your information, again, for your uh, Blue Out Circle 15 shirt, you will ask him about Tim Tebow, who he works with. Sounds like Paul is still uh, working on a few things there in, uh, in Gainesville, so we'll put him on hold and come back to him in a moment, try to catch you up and catch up your comments. Okay, we will uh, try Paul again in a moment. <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> get your final comments, uh, your picks, your thoughts as we get to this. Uh, yeah, thanks. Great stuff from France. He always brings that. That's why I call him the Iron Duke. The Iron Duke, <clears throat> for sure. <clears throat> I was hoping my shirt would be here, but he'll be here this afternoon. Um, yeah, thanks to friends. Uh, you're right, Steve. Great job by Coach White, for sure. Um, got some basketball fans out there, right? Some basketball fans. Um, sometimes you comment about my guests. I don't. That's fine. Uh, keep in mind that these people take a, their time to come on my show, uh, and they have they have busy schedules. Uh, they turn down a lot of shows. Some of them turn down all shows. I feel very privileged and lucky to have those people when they want to come on. Uh, I don't expect you to like them all or to agree with them all, but it is a show where you have some very high profile guests. I'm proud of my guest. I love that we have lots of information from people, boots on the ground people that you know of we have here. <clears throat> I mean, my guys, the information we get from Edgar Thompson, Graham Hall, uh, uh, Zach, the whole team, and then the national level, uh, uh, Terry Bradshaw uh, having him on, Urban Meyer earlier this week, Paul Feinbaum. Um, if you don't know this, I'm not bragging now, okay? It's because it's not me. Uh, just so you know, that's a lineup I think most talk show hosts would be thrilled to have. And you get them here on our channel exclusively. Uh, and we're, and I'm just grateful for it. I'm not chastising you. Uh, I know if you disagree, uh, you know, you don't like them. I'm sorry about that. But, uh, you know, they're good guests and they have a lot to say. And as I said, any talk show host would love to have some. So I appreciated it. And I want to thank them and some of you. If you don't like them, that's fine. I mean, you, I'm not asking you to like everybody. I'm just saying that's how it is. Okay. So, uh, <clears throat> and Feinbaum is a very controversial guy. 
sometimes. He says things that get national publicity. Now, I don't know that why. I don't think Paul's a fine, as a very uh, controversial. Oh, wait a minute. That is Paul. Hold on. <laughs> I was just bragging on my guests and among them you. And I said to you, I hope you understand that you won't like all my guests like Terry Bradshaw or Urban Meyer, who I had on earlier this week, or maybe even my friend Paul Feinbaum, but they are very, I feel very privileged to have them come on my show, uh, and because they are high-profile people who have busy schedules, and I feel honored to have them. So I would just sort of fan the flame. It's not like, that's none of my business. I've said too much to quote Nick Saban, right? Well, I just have this uh, this vision of, you know, the joke, what if Paul Feinbaum, Terry Bradshaw, and Urban Meyer all walk into a bar? I don't know. <laughs> Okay, what's the punchline? <laughs> I don't know. I'm working on it. I'll get, I'll get back to you. On that. That would, in the day. Uh, you know what the line would be? Holy crap. <laughs> that would be the punchline <laughs> to have that. So uh, uh, thanks, Paul. I know you've been doing the interviews here today. You're in the swamp. Are you in, you're actually in Gainesville, maybe at the Microtel Hotel. <laughs> I've been upgraded. You upgraded. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have to tell the inside joke on that because uh, if you've ever stayed at one, and by the way, I have. <laughs> uh, last week in Starkville, buddy. Yeah, I know. And that's what we're talking about. And I just tell you this story real quick, and I'm going to get your talk, your thoughts on the environment there in the, in the big game. Uh, I remember the late Jim Murray. By the way, RIP to Dave Anderson. Oh, my goodness. You better believe it. Uh, 89 years old. What a class guy. New York Times columnist. Grew up with the Brook, right in the Brooklyn Eagle in your old, well, you're not your hometown, but it's where your folks are from. Uh, you were yeah. born in, in the South, as you like to say. Uh, but, I mean, Dave was just a, as I tweeted, a good guy, a good newspaper man, and all represented the, a good spirit uh, in the press box, you know? Uh, Buddy, and, you'll appreciate this. Uh, I'm, I'm on the plane today coming to Gainesville. I'm reading the Times, and uh, you know, they got an obit, they got a tribute by George Vesey, they've got some of his best columns. And it's one of those rare times in my life, uh, where I'm like hoping, I'm hoping the plane doesn't land so I can finish all the articles. Isn't that on something? Isn't that it was something? That, wow. It was that good. That's awesome. That is awesome. Um, well, and you know, I, I saw, I've been watching the show, uh, off and on. It's been a little busy lately, it seems like, but I do watch it every afternoon. Uh, and you had Sankey on yesterday. Those are tough interviews, but he did get a new contract, and obviously you had to go through. I understand that. It's, it's what's house guest. You got to you know, laughing because I'm happy. Not uh, else. No, it's 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 okay. I mean, uh, but you know, I, let me just say this, and I, I don't want to be like one of the callers and say enough Kentucky already. All right. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, there are a lot of comparisons to this the Kentucky fan base, uh, and I'm not sure. Uh, where I, I mean, they're, they're, it's it's like new money, buddy. You know, the guys, you know, walking around, uh, you know, in in Times Square with his with his billfold counting his money. I mean, you don't do that. <laughs> and you know, Kentucky fans, uh, you know, you don't start talking about Georgia when you still have to go to College Station and Missouri. I know exactly. Uh, I mean, and that's what they're doing. Like. Yeah, they're talking like, oh, Final Four. Hang on, yourself. Yeah. There's a few steps in between here. And, hey, you know, we're all happy for Kentucky, I mean, for the most part, right? And and, and they've been down a long time. I mean, 31 years is long enough. <clears throat> As somebody once put up in the Madison Square Garden before the Rangers had won a Danny Cup, 50 years is long enough, you know? Uh, yeah. I get that. So that's fine. But, you know, and, and they're excited, which is good for college football and good for the SEC. But, hey, it's big boy football time. 
Paul. And tomorrow we're going to have two peop- two teams that at least uh, are considered by some to be big boy football. What's your take on this big game environment? Yeah, I really like it. And I, and I think it's remarkable that three weeks ago uh, we were all talking about how critical situations were, were becoming for Dan Mullen. Uh, what if and and now now those are those are gone. I'm not the season's not complete. Uh, obviously, the next three or four weeks are pretty tough. But you know, I think a win against LSU really sets them up uh, to have a significant cocktail party this year. And and buddy, I, I don't want to be dismissive of LSU. Uh, their fans are gone from zero to eighty in about thirty seconds too. Uh, they have nice wins. I get all that. But uh, this is the swamp. This is a meaningful game on the on the on the schedule every year. We're always complaining that it's on the schedule, and uh, I could change, I could change my mind, but right now I like the Gators. Like the Gators, and and and, and by oh, and, and why? That's what I want to know. Oh, I was going to ask you for to help me, but I, stop me if you think I'm wrong here. All right, but um, I, I just. I like what I like what I saw last week mm-hmm. in, in a tough environment, especially defensively. Uh, I, I just think that uh, LSU is a little bit challenged offensively, and if, you know, mm-hmm. if Florida can get into a, a very low-scoring game, much like last year, which they you know, well, they lost it on an extra point, I, I think they win the game. Uh, I think the momentum. I mean, I'm, I'm giving you things that have nothing to do with the football field, because I don't know with these two teams you can really you can over strategize, uh, because it comes down to a mistake. I was reading some report earlier, you know, predictions for the game. Felipe mm-hmm. Franks makes a, tr- a late turnover. Well, anyone can make a late turnover, mm-hmm. especially a guy like Burrow who, who has not done it. I mean, I, I, he survived Auburn, but that was a little fluky, buddy. Uh, Auburn had that game in hand, and, they, and, and Gus Malzahn just uh, choked on his, uh, on his playbook. And I don't think Dan Mullen does that. I think Dan Mullen's been in enough of these games. He understands uh, – uh, what Ed Orgeron is about, and when he when he when he does, I wish you'd tell me because I'm still searching for the answer. And uh, I just like in a close game. What, what are you uh, are you going to stop me from that, or I, I can always change my mind? I'm absolutely not going to stop you from that. I think you're spot on in many ways, not the least of which. And you just might you ask me for my opinion, and I'll give it to you. I think Florida gets an advantage because of the coaching staff. You got yeah. a defensive coordinator with a hot hand, and you got Mullen, who is calling his play calling has been nothing short of brilliant, even right down to the jump pass in game one to honor Tim Tebow. And you can say what you want to about that. I'm saying it was an honor to Tim Tebow. Uh, they all say, well, that was our playbook. I think Mullen is extremely smart, a good chess player, and the nuances of his coaching, like Mississippi State game. I'm not sure if you're able to watch every detail of it, but on the drive at the end, when Florida went for it on fourth down, people were screaming at the no, kick the field goal. Everybody, including Chris Boring, said, kick the field goal. He didn't. All I got to say, it took a big set of cojones to do that. Yeah. Because, and he makes that first down and winds up kicking the field goal anyway. People say, well, what difference? I'll tell you the difference. It took a minute and a half off the clock for Mississippi yeah. State in a very tough environment. And those are the nuances of coaching that I like about Mullen. And Grantham has done a really good job, except for Kentucky. And who knew, you know, uh, they may have a Heisman Trophy winner, according to you. So I think you're spot on <laughs> with what you're saying. Um, you know, and, I, and by the way, I may vote for Snell, too. But anyway, <clears throat> the point is, I think you're exactly right. Big game, yes, any mistake can change it. Uh, anything can happen. We keep talking about Felipe Franks is going to break any day. He hasn't. And every day, every game, we're hearing names of players that we really haven't heard much about before, like 
Donovan Steiner, the blitz on Fitzpatrick at the end, Fitzgerald on the end, which turned out to be one of the biggest hits in, in Florida football history. Yes, Paul, I'm with you, my man. Well, you know, I, I don't know. Something something about LSU, um, you know, we might look back in three weeks and go, okay, well, they were they were maybe an early season uh, pretender. Um, I, I, um, yeah, Orgeron has done a nice job of holding it together, but I'm not judging Orgeron in, in, in early October. I've seen this before. And, uh, you know, he has managed to lose games he's not supposed to. Really doesn't, uh, you know, this year he, he's been kind of the anti, you know, I'm going to wipe Miami off the, off the board. That, 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 yeah, really. That, that was, that was, a, the, the Auburn game, I, I give, I give them credit, uh, you know, they, you know, having Aranda matters without Aranda. I don't, I don't know where this program would be. Um, but, you know, all the praise, Steve Ensminger, uh, I mean, he's, he's managing the game. Uh, well, he survived September. Uh, you, you reset, mm-hmm. and you got a you got a two game trek here that is that is just nothing short of treacherous. And what I'm what I'm really amazed at, buddy, is is how everyone uh, nationally focuses is focusing in on this week. I was uh, uh, focusing in on next week. I was in New York this week, as you know, and I mentioned this game. And I got I got some you know some of my colleagues, uh, Greenberg, uh, Stephen, they looked at me like, "Are you kidding?" I mean, Florida. I mean, that's that's where this program has fallen. Um, that, that a game like this, which you and I take seriously people nationally don't look at very seriously. Well, you know, Paul, I know you haven't got time to have entertaining long discussions now, and if I'm going over, just tell me. But it, it, what you said is so important. I talked to a guy last week, Edgar Thompson, the Senate, who's a very, very sure. good reporter and knows Florida football and has followed it and has, has, has an overview of it. And he says they sit around the, in the media room debating whether Florida is a top 10 program anymore. And Edgar says, I don't think it is, and some say it is. Now, depending on the parameters, Paul, what years we're talking about, et cetera, et cetera, uh, if you want to judge facilities and all that, there's all kind of parameters that could be used for this. But the fact is, is this what you said is true? The rest of the country is a little behind about what's happening in Gainesville right now. I'm not saying that they're back completely. I'm not saying they're going to be competing for an SEC championship. But there's something going on in Gainesville that's good, and we just described a few of those things. And now, take that and put it in in this environment, the flyover, the ring of honor, uh, the sellout crowd, the blue out, all those elements were set up for a really nice big game in the Swamp. Yeah, and I I think what what a lot of people don't realize is yeah, eight, nine, ten years is a long time, and and and, and no one ever met, mentioned that Jim McElwain went to two SEC title games in, in a row. I mean, I, I will I will just knock you over the head if you tell me that. That has nothing to do with this conversation. But this program really has been in a in a free fall, and yeah. and, and I think maybe we we respect and appreciate Mullen more than some people um, because I, I you know right. The national media, which I'm proudly a part of right now, mm-hmm. uh, we, we don't look under the rock. We, we, it's all about a handful of teams in college football. And at the moment, it's Alabama and Georgia uh, in the SEC. No, very few. I mean, even LSU was just kind of trying to get attention, even at five, fifth in the country. I, I don't believe they're the fifth best team in the country, but, um, you know, we're, we're not, I'm not even sure by the end of the year they'll be the fifth best team in the, in the SEC. Yes, I agree with you, Paul. And final thought from Paul Feinbaum. You can hear him on uh, just about everywhere. I love seeing that Brooklyn Bridge on that screen up there. And I'm, <laughs> I'm jealous that you're back in my old town, uh, you know, on New York. New York is a wonderful town. Anyway, <clears throat> uh, it's, it's great. And of course, you see him on, uh, the Get Up show. You and Stephen A now are hanging out together. 
They used to go to Runyon's in the old days. You'd see them uh, go over to, to one of the local pubs and knock a few down together or what? Yeah, you know, I haven't, I haven't done a lot of socializing there yet. Um, but, uh, you know, I've got a few more weeks to go and yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to start uh, spreading my wings, uh, in, in the city. But, but, <laughs> but hey, forget New York. I'm in Gainesville right now. There you go. Uh, I want to know how you feel about it. Tomorrow's prediction, and I want you to talk about Tim Tebow. I mean, really, when you get it down, this is the guy. He's the guy. He's having the ultimate honors. He won everything else. This is the final one. Have you talked to him? You'll have him on the show today. What are you going to ask him? What's the anticipation? What's the feeling like? Yeah, we're going to talk to him and Dan, so uh, we'll do a little uh, reflecting back uh, nine, ten years ago. And I just think it is pretty remarkable um, that uh, this honor is being bestowed. I know it means a lot. I saw uh, Tim's dad last week in Starkville and talked to him a little bit about it. And, and it's just, it's you know, to me, it's everything Tim does, uh, you know, he shares with his family. And I, I think it may be as important to his family uh, as it is to Tim. Tim, you just never know what Tim's thinking, buddy about honors because you know he he has been uh you know in, in so many ways blessed uh he's blessed so many people and i'm not i'm not getting religious here but i've been around him enough to know the the, the tebow effect but I, I also know there's nothing more important uh in terms of loyalty uh in, in the sports world than this university and uh i think you'll see some tears tomorrow afternoon how about you yeah, uh, well, I mean, you're I, kind of close to Tebow I, I, now. You guys I, I, are kind of buddies. How do you feel about it? Yeah. I cry at a Walmart opening, buddy. You know I'm an interior. <laughs> so what's wrong I, yeah, with that? For, for, in, in spite of that demeanor on, on television, uh, I'm, I'm actually a pretty emotional guy. <laughs> well, it should be interesting. Tomorrow you're going to see, I'm going to just tell you about one thing to watch for. You've not experienced it before, I don't believe. I don't think you saw it last year. There's a moment in the stadium now that you know used to be my favorite moment was where the boys we rock back and forth. Yeah. I think don't back down is is really can become quite a moment. It's become an anthem. It's become a theme hey, song. Buddy, uh, we were here last year. Okay. The week after okay. uh, he died. Yes. And, uh, that, and I, I did not see it because I had to get out of here. But yes. uh, I know that uh, that's a really special thing, and I can't wait. Yeah, I think if uh, it's kind of new to a lot of Gators yet, but I think it's something that's got a good feel to it. It's going to be fun, Paul. I hope I'll get to see you. You probably won't be around the press box, but uh, uh, if not, I'll, I'll catch up to you next week, my friend. Buddy, always a pleasure. Thank you for having me on. Thank you so much for being on the program, Paul. I really appreciate it. Talk soon. All right. And that's why I like Feinbaum. You know, that's why I like him. <clears throat> I like to have him on. He's a good guy. Paul and I didn't always see eye to eye. We had our differences in quite for several years. But, <clears throat> yeah, I agree, David. New traditions are good. There's a bunch of new ones. One of them might be winning again. That's if he wanted to reestablish. So I'm hearing from you now in the final closing moments. Actually, we're 11 minutes, about two minutes over. Uh, that, uh, <clears throat> uh, yeah, John Enrico says it's, it's a, a, be a great day tomorrow. Uh, Tom Petty's song is a great new tradition. What's your favorite tradition? Now, <clears throat> one thing we don't have is a regular schedule on where we're going to go do our show. I'll be at the game tomorrow. We're having a little meet and greet. Nat, everybody, Nat, hopefully you'll tell everybody where that's going to be. Uh, I think it's the South Region, South Lawn of Rights. It's not a pay deal. Look for the tent. Look for us. We'll be around a couple hours before the game, uh, and I'm going to head to the press box and see some people and try to enjoy a game uh, there for the first time in a while. And uh, so keep watching uh, GNK. Uh, keep watching GNK and uh 
and and, and you watch the the post as to where exactly can be found. Nat will do a great job along with this the Chris um, and Jan, and of course my man Chad Rich is my main dude. Love myself, love myself some Chad Rich now. By the way, uh, they will be uh, we'll be doing filling this blank. All right, um, and uh, we'll be doing something. So something something. So. It's celebration time, and maybe tomorrow night, depending on what happens, we'll see what the Crown Prince is up to tomorrow night. Uh, maybe we'll go up and uh, chat a little bit, you know? Uh, and maybe we'll have a word uh, about the game, if it's something that uh, is worth talking about. Uh, and it should be, okay? So, um, <clears throat> okay, uh, David, you're skipping work to listen. Okay, David, don't get in trouble, dude. We don't want you to do that. You guys are all great, and I can sense it by hearing your messages and your thoughts that you're excited about this and uh, that uh, this is the kind of thing we've been waiting for for a while. And by the way, uh, it's been um, uh, it's been a long time coming. Uh, like Brendan said a couple of weeks ago, this is why way back when, 10 months ago, we began with the theme, stay loyal to the kingdom, okay? That has many meanings. What most of it means is keep your focus and remember this is the University of Florida football Gators and that there are ebbs and flows and ups and downs. Don't give up the ship, all right? And don't back down. Have a great weekend. Have a great game. Uh, it will, maybe we'll talk to you tomorrow night. We'll see how that goes and uh, talk to you soon. <laughs>